This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey, we do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Gemini. As always, sit down, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. If you would like to watch this week's episode or any other episodes of the Coven of Rejects podcast, you guys can watch the full video interviews over on Patreon. It is patreon.com slash Coven of Rejects. There's also tons of other perks over there. It is an uncensored platform where I get to give out collective readings, information about witchcraft, mentorship, discounts on merch, behind the scenes interviews, bonus episodes, things that you will not get anywhere else. When you go over to Patreon, you're going to notice that I have a few different tiers with different price options. Make sure that you check the description to see what is being offered. I highly recommend if you are looking for some type of mentorship and guidance with your spiritual journey that you join the Shadow Queens tier. You get a monthly reading with me and we are really working one-on-one together. Um, also please make sure that you follow me on TikTok and Instagram, Gemini underscore goddess 420. And then if you are interested in scheduling any readings or seeing about classes or anything, please head on over to covenofrejects.com. That's also where you can go to see all of the different merch that we have available. I am about to be transitioning out of the merch that we currently have and going with completely new designs. And it will be the only option right now for you to go and get some of the designs that are on the website currently because they will no longer be there. Our guest this week is the very beautiful Miss Mia Moon. You guys are going to absolutely fall in love with her episode. As always, go and follow her. Go and follow every guest that you hear on the podcast. Her link is going to be in the description. Please go and follow her on social media. On top of being a witch, she also does some incredible makeup, makeup transition, cosplays, and with it getting up to our fall time, we're about to be having Halloween popping off. I mean, it's August, so basically it's already the Halloween season, but it's, you know, warm as fuck. (laughs) So make sure that you guys are going over and following her, though, because she's going to start doing Halloween looks, and I promise you, you do not want to miss out on her. Plus, she's just funny and a classy bitch, and we love that for us. So anyways, this is Mia Moon. Hello, Mia. Welcome to the Covenant of Rejects podcast. Hello, my love. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. You are welcome. Okay, so I'm going to let everybody know what I already told you, but I've okay. been commenting on your TikTok. You would go live <laughs> and I'd be in there. I'd be like, I want to have you on my podcast. And they're like, you would read all the comments around mine. 
And so I was like, fuck, she hates me. Oh and my then- God, no way. No, I'm just blind. I'm blind as fuck. And I'm, I have, it's hard for me. <laughs> well, here we are. I feel like Stay. you're friends with, um, like, I don't know, like my, my friends, uh, we kind of run in definitely. the same track, but we miss each other. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I've been watching you and then, uh, yeah, we, we have the same mutuals, you know what I mean? And, uh, I hear, uh, everyone talking about your podcast. I'm like, Oh my God, that's so cool. I would love to one day. So uh, I just missed your comments. So, but I'm glad we're doing this now. I'm so glad. So, um, I want to start off with, I always start off with asking what spirituality you were raised in Mm -hmm. and then how you kind of identify yourself right now. So what spirituality were you raised in? Well, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. Um, so I was raised in the Catholic church, basically. Um, my parents tried to put me in Catholic school in the beginning, uh, when I was very young, I think all parents try to do that, (laughs) you know, put their kids in like this Christian, um, bubble, uh, but it really wasn't for me, obviously. Um, my grandmother was a huge part of my life, not only teaching me everything, but also part of my spirituality. She practiced a form of 21 divisions. Um, at the time, I really didn't know what it was. Um, and a lot of just folk magic, Puerto Rican or Spanish, Latin, uh, Caribbean folk magic. And that's sort of where my first education began and sort of where my spirituality took that turn. Um, and from there, when I was 15, that's when I really started researching witchcraft, uh, really started to take it seriously. I'm more of a traditional witchcraft, um, path and, um, yeah, I just went from there. Um, was your grandmother, uh, Catholic as well and integrated like Puerto Rican traditions and, and workings? Yes. Yeah, so 21 divisions is a form of Caribbean, um, it's a religion, it's, it's similar to, and, and I'm not an expert on it, but it's a similar to like Ifa where they use Catholicism and um, African uh, religions. So they do do, they have saints, but they also hide their other gods and their deities behind those saints. So it's very closely tied to Catholicism. Um, she would pray to the Virgin Mary, La Virgen de la Guadalupe, um, all those things, but it always had a different um, underlining Thing there to, uh, to it so I wish I would have paid more attention when I was when I was young to, to her actual practice um she passed when I was about 20 so um so yeah so it was always very the church was always very intertwined and all that for sure so how did it for you growing up with um having like her kinds of traditions and things that she was working on that she was working and then you going into witchcraft I always like the correlation between like their Catholicism is so witchcrafty in its own ways very much so and then you're talking about like Puerto Rican folk magic and then you looking at witchcraft so I'd love to see like what your jump from each one kind of is yeah, Catholicism is I think probably the most ritualistic (laughs) religion I mean it, it, when I started doing rituals as a pagan, it's, it's very easy to make all the ties there. It's very big and opulent. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it, it was, it was kind of easy, that transition. Um, she's a healer. She was a curandera, you know, she would, um, make different things to, to help people when they, they felt sick or when they were having issues. So that's where sort of the folk magic comes in where is that like a medicine worker for those of us yes. that are white 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It, it's, it's like a, a, a medicine woman, a medicine uh, worker, someone who cura means cure. So, okay. um, so, you know, making different uh, teas and ointments. And, and I used to remember she used to keep this like jug of what I thought was water in the refrigerator. And I took a big gulp of it once and it wasn't water. It was like aloe, it was straight up aloe. Like I was like, <laughs> so, uh, she would keep sure. all these things around in her in, in the house. So that was sort of, that's how I started. So that was sort of my, my stepping stone into traditional witchcraft, um, you know, making soups, teas, ointments, oils to heal. And, um, and, and then that sort of led me into my second, you know, into paganism and to sort of, everything is like a, a building block. It's a stepping stone to, to mm-hmm. something else. So, um, I, I do have to thank her for that. Um, and she was hilarious. She used to put sugar in beer for some reason. And she used to, <laughs> that was like her concoction. <laughs> um, she'd be like, Oh, this will make you happy if you put sugar in beer. Um, so things this like will that will make you happy. This will make you happy. I mean, it will. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and, and to this day, I still um, practice things that she taught me and still um, carry her around me. She's definitely um, one of my biggest inspirations and, and, and teachers. So, um, but yeah, that's sort of how I started. And how do you, do you identify yourself um, like as a specific type of witch now or anything? Um, no, I mean, I know everybody has like a niche. When I first started, there was never like a niche. Like nobody was mm-hmm. ever like, I'm this witch, I'm that witch. Everybody was just a witch. Like it, there was never like a, like a, like a specific title. So, um, I guess if I were to identify myself with the definitions that I hear now, I would be eclectic because I have different, I've pulled from different practices and from, from my own traditions, as far as my, 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 you know, my, my heritage. Um, and the, the tradition that I was, that I was initiated in is, is an Irish tradition. So it's all over the place. So I guess I would be an eclectic, um, cause I'm, I'm, I don't follow one specific path. I'm real big here on people not having to label themselves. Like I don't label yeah. myself as any type of witch, but there are some people who are so specific about like, Oh no, I'm Celtic Norse. And this is all that I do, you know? Right. Right. And I, I mean, I respect that everybody has their own path, but I always think that it's, you know, if a deity or a tradition calls to you, it's going to call to you. It just is. Um, obviously there's certain traditions that are specific for certain, um, for certain groups, but, um, I always think you should be open to everything and yeah, um, labeling and, or calling yourself one specific thing. If you could be selling yourself short a little bit. Yeah, I tell people that too. Uh, so a lot of people I find that are like coming into their practice right now are being told, oh, well, first you have to figure out what type of witch you want to be. Yeah. And then you start researching. And I'm like, literally no, because you're going to be a, like, I need to be a kitchen witch. Okay, well, you don't need to stay like in the drapes, like inside right. your home barefoot. <laughs> right, well, right, exactly. And I, it, who the fuck knows what kind of witch you're going to be in the beginning anyway. I think you, and, and the kind of witch that you were when you started isn't the kind of witch you're going to end up being, you know, 10 years, 20 years down the line. And, you know, we all have little bits of everything. We're all hedge witches, kitchen witches, you know, death yeah. magic, which we all do everything. And I think to, to, to say, well, I only do this one thing. I mean, if that you can specialize in something, um, but uh, to say that, oh, this is all I do, or I need to figure out what I am. 
before I, I, I dip my toe in is like, okay, good, good luck with that. You know what I mean? You really have to know yourself as a practitioner and spiritually before you even try to attempt to do any spellcraft or any witchcraft. So yeah, I hear that stuff too. And it's just mind boggling to me. I'm like, wow. Okay. I had no, I had no idea who the fuck I was when I was 15. I mean, does anybody, <laughs> you know, I don't know so. who I was two years ago versus who I am now <laughs> versus who I'm going to be in two years when I look back and go, what the fuck was that? exactly exactly i mean i'm gonna be 50 I, I, my practice looks very you're gonna different be 50 yeah i know shut up i'm gonna you be look so 50 good. oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'm gonna be 50 so so, so what the practice or the practitioner that i was five years ago um isn't the same 10 years ago it was it, 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 everything changes you know what i mean you, ha- you have to you have to change because you you have to keep learning and growing and you're not going to be the same person for sure. Speaking of you not being the same and you learning and growing. So when I, for, I, I think this is funny. So when I first found your page, I found you because of your makeup transitions. Yeah. I didn't even find you because of witchcraft. And then you started doing more witchy things. And I literally remember when I was like, wait, I have to go back and look on her page because I don't remember witchy stuff. I just remember makeup. And I like that you are, um, one of those profiles where you haven't niched yourself and you haven't made that this is your identity and that's it. And I like being able to see the evolution. Oh, thank you. And you know, when I first started the page, this was not the intention. Um, I started a page, you know, it was during COVID. We were all cooped up and going crazy. And I just started it uh, to talk about experiences that I had in the past. And I fell into witch talk by accident. And I was like, well, this is interesting. There's people talking about their craft here. That's fun. You know, maybe I'll dabble into that. And I started doing makeup videos because that's been my love and my passion forever. So I'm like, well, I wonder if I could do both. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do whatever it is. I'm just going to do it. And people would tell you, oh, you can't do that. You have to have a niche because if you want to grow your following, if you don't have a niche, it's not going to go anywhere. And I'm like, well, I really don't want to pigeonhole myself. I don't want to just do one thing. If people are going to follow me for witchcraft, that's cool. If they're going to follow me for makeup, that's cool. If they're going to follow me for lifestyles or for my job, whatever. Um, you know, I, I, I want everyone to follow me for different reasons. And people will give you like the worst advice. Like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not a good thing. But for me, it's worked. I've been able to tie everything together. Um, and, and I want to keep the people that follow me. I don't want to bore them with the same shit. You know what I mean? Like, I always want to do different things and 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 try to keep them uh, interested. Also too, like, you know, cause I do the same thing as you, where I have my hand in just so many different like jars on my, on my right. profile, because we all have so many, I mean, not everybody, cause some people are boring as fuck, but those of us that are interesting have a lot of different pieces of our personality <laughs> yes. and we connect with a bunch of different types of people. And it would be so, I, I actually had, um, I believe her, her name is Shelby and she has a uh, witchcraft company called Macy makes. She came on and was talking about how her entire page has always been her witchcraft shop and, and stuff like that. So the second that she wants to like share her family or do a cooking video, people are like, why the fuck are you doing that? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Go back I to your original that. content. This is boring. Well, I miss your original content. I get that a lot. I will have any original content. I'm like, this is my original content is me talking about my life and all these aspects of me, because we all have different aspects of each other, of, of ourselves. And 
I want to share all that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to just say, well, I'm just going to do witchcraft stuff. Um, I really want to do makeup, but it, people aren't going to like it. Like I'm going to do it. If it does, if it does well, great. If it doesn't, oh, well, um, you're literally and, mutuals with mama tot now. So like people can suck I your know. whole dick. <laughs> <laughs> they can suck my TikTok dick. <laughs> I know that was crazy. I've been, I followed her forever and she started following me over some drama, which, you know, I, <laughs> and it, it's so hard to, to avoid drama on this app, but I try to avoid it as much as I can. And it was cool because she was like, I can relate. And if somebody like mama Tot can relate to the shit that we're going through, like everybody goes through it. I mean, she's, she's a really sweet lady. So that was cool. That was definitely cool. Yeah. She is a sweetheart, but also I think that your energies are very similar where it's like, you have a very like nurturing energy. And even when you do clap back videos or whatever, it's always because you're defending somebody else. And because you're just like, this shit is really wild. And you can tell that you don't do things from a, like, I'm just going to be a bitch about this. It mm -hmm. really is like, I need to stand up for this person and let them know that they're loved and they're not on their own in this journey. And I like that about you. Oh, thanks. And, you know, as someone who was picked on relentlessly when I was little and bullied, even as an adult, um, I, if I have the ability to make that better for someone, I will, because I know how horrible it is and whatever it's, there's something about me. It's funny because I always, I, I never really thought of myself as like a, like a mom figure, like a nurture, nurturing figure. Uh, but every time I'm in a situation, I become the mom, I become the mama hen for whatever reason, <laughs> you know what I mean? Even at work, even uh, in other groups, dynamics, I always become like that, that mama mom person that's the healer energy that, that you is got from your grandmother very much so very very much so you know I always want to take care of people I always want to make things better for them I want to be able to keep if I can keep anything that happened to me happening to them I will I'll try to and let me tell you people will try your your patience especially on this they'll try your shit uh especially on, on social media um and it's really easy to fall into that I'm gonna be a bitch and I'm going to be a bully and fuck you. And I'm going to expose all your bullshit and tell you that you, sh you suck and all that. But then it's like, when you really think about it, it's like, what, what good is that? Like what, you don't know what that person's going through. Um, you don't know what their journey is and, and maybe what you say can like push that person completely over the edge. Um, and, and how, what, how is that going to make me better? It just isn't. I just, I just don't believe in that. I, I've seen too much and been through too much to even you know, uh, try to do that. It's just, it's just not fucking worth it. It really isn't. I saw you recently. Well, maybe, I don't know. My sense of time is off, but, um, I, something that's sticking out in my mind is comments that you were getting over the way that you do your practice or the things that you talk about because of people believing that the color of your skin determines your ethnicity. Yeah. And, um, for me, I was just curious at what things specifically were you doing that people were thinking that you shouldn't be able to do because of, of your skin? Yeah. Because I'm white passing. Um, I think it, I think it was Palo Santo. I think it was something I had to do with either Palo Santo or Florida water. You know, we always come across the, they come around every once in a while, the discussions of whether Palo Santo is a close practice, is Florida water is a close practice, breathing is a close practice, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's always something. 
And I remember, I think it was, I spoke on it and I did get a few people saying I shouldn't be speaking on it because I'm white. Um, and you know, that's something that I've dealt with the good majority of my life living in the continental United States. I never dealt with that in Puerto Rico. Um, Puerto Ricans are so different that that's was nobody ever comes up to you in Puerto Rico and says, Oh, you're, you're white passing. Like, it's just not a thing. We're just Puerto Rican. Um, and because I don't have an accent when I speak, people don't know that I'm, I'm, I'm Hispanic. So yeah, I, they would, they would say, you can't speak on Palo Santo. You're not, you're not a POC. You're not, um, you're not indigenous. You're not, but, but I am, I'm all those things. It's just that unfortunately, you know, my, my colonizer ancestors have, you know, I just have a lot of them. So I just you, have a lot of them. I have, I have a lot of them, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely here. So, you know, I, I just try to tell people, I'm like, listen, uh, the, the minute they hear me speak Spanish, they're like, oh, okay. Okay. I get it. Like now. you have to, that's the thing is like people having to prove themselves. And I know. it's it unfortunate because the same people who, I shouldn't say that. There are a lot of people who experience so much like discrimination out in the world organically. And then they come to that platform and they do it inside of a spiritual community now. And I think that the saying that hurt people hurt people yeah. is a really big thing. And I think that it's important to talk about because, you know, a lot of people that listen to the podcast are just starting out in their spiritual journeys and they are so uncomfortable with where they're allowed to ask questions right? and what kinds of things are okay. And so I try to, like, I ask when I have Miss Honey on, I ask mm -hmm. her all kinds of questions about Native American practices mm -hmm. and all kinds of things that I don't have anywhere else that I can ask these questions to and people I can right. ask. And so um, I have never had a, um, anybody on who was like practice Puerto Rican, and uh, I shouldn't say practice Puerto Rican, but is Puerto Rican and has those practices. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, I got it. Um, yeah. And, and as Puerto Ricans, we're so used to, you know, our, our culture is so dynamic and it's, it's so, it's a big mixing pot. I mean, a melting pot. I mean, we're, we are, you, you can't be Puerto Rican unless you have three of, you know, European, uh, indigenous and, 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 and black. You can't be Puerto Rican unless you have those three things. Um, that is what makes us who we are. So we're all different and we all look different. We all speak different, um, in a way, in a sense, you know what I mean? Like depending on what part of the Island you're from. So yeah, I, I do get those conversations where people don't, they're like, Oh, can I ask you? I just found out that you were uh, Puerto Rican. Can I ask you if this is okay? And usually for us, everything's okay. If it's part of our culture, it's okay. We want to share our culture. Um, we love when people ask us about, our, our, our culture, our practices, our food, anything. We, we, we love it. Um, so I always find it sort of difficult or interesting when people who are starting are so shy about asking, but I, I do understand it because some people can be really, really vicious. I mean, we've all seen it. Um, yeah. and if it's something that I don't know if it's like, if people ask me about white sage or asking me about, um, some other, I can't think of anything right now, but some other, uh, tradition that doesn't that isn't that doesn't involve me I will I will say go I can direct you towards someone who specializes in that um and I, I just hate the fact that 
newer, I hate the term baby witch, so I never use it. But I fucking hate that term. It's so I condescending. fucking hate it too. It's like, you calling me a fucking baby. I'm a grown ass woman. Um, beginners or novice um, should be able to ask questions. They should be able to ask questions. And where else are they going to fucking learn? And I hate the fact that they're like, oh, you need to go read a book. Okay, but we're all reading books. But yeah, but you we're know what? Telling books. people to go read books and then complaining about the books that people read and oh, well, that's the author other, that's of the thing. book. Or- yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I grew up in the time where, you know, there was only certain books, a lot, I mean, available. You know, all the Wicca books, you know, the big blue book, uh, Bucklands and, and all the Sky, Laura, Sky Fox, was it Sky Fox? All the Wicca books, um, Dorian Valiente. I actually have a Buckland book that I am, where is it? That I fucking love. It's the guy. There's some good stuff. Is it the blue one or the red one? It's the red one. The red one. Yeah, the red one. I saw the blue one and I was like, Mm -hmm. ooh, better not. Um, (laughs) But the red one has like, I, I just love learning like, a lot of different pieces of information because I get really bored really easy. And he has so much different stuff about channeling and mediumship and psychic abilities and past lives. And it's a really good book. Um, But yeah, everything being like, you know what is, it's funny that you say that because um, even in like local shops that I'll go to, they have so many Wicca books. And to me, I wonder if it's people having a lack of education that witchcraft extends beyond Wicca, which in that case, if you're owning witchcraft shops, please educate yourself. And then, um, or is it that they're Wiccan and they are like pushing that and they very much know what they're doing. And so it kind of, if I go in and you have a bookshelf and it's all Wicca based books, then I feel some type of way and I probably won't shop there. I agree. I agree. And, you know, I go a lot to Salem and I, there's, there's witchcraft shops there that are, um, I mean, they have everything and I know Wicca, Wicca practitioners that own shops, but that's not, not all they have. I think you need to like open yourself up to the people that are shopping in your store. They're not all Wiccan. Exactly. I think it's, I think it's a combination of, uh, uh, I think they, they want to carry stuff that appeals to the majority of people. And I think for Wicca is the one thing that people gravitate first towards um i can tell you that in the beginning of my practice it was very it was very wicca because that was the only was thing it that was only out wicca, there. though because that's all you had access to that was all that was out there at the time were all those like bucklands and doreen valientes and all those those books and it wasn't until i i educated myself more in the practice where i was like wait there's a difference between traditional witchcraft and wicca wicca is something completely different and a lot of people don't know that and I mean, I've had people come to me and say, you know, recite the Wiccan, the Wiccan read to me. And I'm like, I don't, that's not, that's not me, but they don't know the difference. So, you know, it's again, when I growing up for me, that was the first thing that was available as, as I grew up, I'm like, oh, okay, this is not really, this is not really my vibe. It's not my jam. Um, and it, it, it is confusing for newer practitioners. And again, we're, we're going back to the same thing. It's like, they need to ask questions and you need to have somebody to explain these things to you. You walk into a, you walk into a shop. Sometimes if the shop owner is owned by a Wiccan, they are going to gravitate you to send you to Wicca stuff. Um, that's why I love Salem. Cause there's so many, there's so many different stores. Like I, I, there's one store that specializes in Wicca. There's another store that specializes in Norse paganism and North mythology. There's another one that's more, 
traditional witchcraft. There's another one that's more eclectic. Like there's just such a cool array of, of shops there. And New Orleans is the same. You know, uh, I found some really, really cool things there. And uh, so, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the same way you are. If I walk into a store and it's just nothing but, uh, okay, a three times three law. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not here for that. So, <laughs> you know, like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I wonder with you going from like Catholicism, which very much has like structure and rules inside of the rituals and what you do, and then gravitating towards the Wicca side of things as you were kind of expanding. I wonder if the gravitation towards Wicca was because there is so much structure inside of that specific branch of witchcraft. Yeah, it definitely, it was what attracted me. And, and, and ultimately it's also what uh, made me leave because of the structure. Uh, when I was in a coven, it, was, it wasn't it was a traditional Wicca coven, but it, it was very heavy Wicca influenced. And the structure and the rules and the, you know, you, you, you can't do certain things and you're not allowed to do certain, fuck that. That's not what I'm here. I mean, the, the majority of us want to get into these practices and these traditions because we don't want the structure. We don't want somebody telling us what to do, scolding us, telling us, you know, well, if you do that, there's going to be consequences. No, fuck that. That's not, that doesn't really speak to me. So ultimately, yeah, it was what I, I gravitated to. It's how, why it felt sort of comfortable to me having that structure and the rituals and all that. And then in, in the end, it was the one thing that, that I was like, yeah, I'm kind of done with this. This is, this is, I've outgrown this for me. I'm just going to go. Do you remember what you started kind of gravitating towards after you were like, yeah, Wick is not really what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, it just, and not, not knowing anything. I'm like, oh, this sounds cool in the beginning. But then when you start, and then when you start reading up and educating yourself on who founded Wicca and all that stuff and, um, you know, uh, where actually Wicca came from, then it's like, okay, well, yeah, this isn't cool. <laughs> so, uh, and again, it didn't really speak to, um, how I wanted to be as a practitioner. And, uh, but I will say sometimes when I meet, uh, you know, a muggle quote unquote, that doesn't know anything about, about. I call them muggles too. Do you really? I do. <laughs> um, I told the best way to describe them. I, I'll, if I, if they don't understand it, I'm just like, have you ever heard of Wicca? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's what I am. I'm a Wiccan. Cause I just don't want to, I don't want to deal with it. You know, <laughs> you know, they, they get that they, they've heard of that. So I'm like, cool. Just that's fine. I'm a Wiccan. Let's go with that. <laughs> you know what? That's hella funny because I always just say like devil worshiper. Like, oh, well, yeah. If I want to be a smart ass. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, I, I'm always <laughs> just like, I, yeah, I, it's just like, it's witch, like devil worshiper. You know what I mean? And they're, mm -hmm. oh, because I just think it's so fucking hilarious. Like you yes. can tell the ignorance right off the top when someone's oh. like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I'm like, I'm about to yank your chain. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's, you know, what's wild too, is when I actually start to have conversations with people that are like that, where they're like, Oh, you're, you know, you're a witch, you're a devil worshiper. And then you start schooling them like, Oh really? Well, do you do this? Or do you do that? Or do you blow your candles out? Or do you know all that on your birthday? Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Well, that's all witchcraft. That's all has roots in, in, in witchcraft or paganism. You know, you start bringing it down. They're like, really? And you're like, yeah, yeah. And you could see the sort of gears like, sort of in their head like turning like oh shit and I'm like listen I'm not trying to say that your religion is bullshit but you there's more out there you know my 
my cousin is kind of a side story. My cousin is, is a few, like a year older than me. We're very similar in age and we look exactly alike. He's almost like my twin. And he's one of these guys that's like, he's kind of, he wakes up one day and he's like, oh, today I'm going to be a lawyer, that kind of shit. And he goes and he becomes a lawyer. Yeah. So he was raised very heavily in the um, Christian Baptist sort of uh, church, very strict, very Christian. And he uh, got a degree in anthropology and went and lived in Peru and Mexico and all these countries studying ancient cultures for a few years. And he came back a pagan. This podcast is sponsored by Lost Trail Coffee. If you want coffee that's going to make your witchy nipples hard and your witchy cold heart warm, you are going to want to go over to LostTrailCoffee.com and use code COR-POD for 10% off. The link is in the description wherever you are listening to this podcast. And he's wow, like, you really? know, it was undeniable. I couldn't, I, I couldn't deny from my education everything that he saw and learned can't really it, it was hard for him to to make sense of what he's been brought up in and to and what he learned like actual history and actual facts so that was really interesting so now we kind of talk a little bit um about our faith and things like that and uh it's kind of cool to connect with somebody on that I'm, obviously he's way more intelligent than me but um so that's 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 a cool conversation to have but people that don't understand and and don't want to understand will never they'll never get it. And it's always cool to be, uh, if they're not open and open to learn. Yeah. I do the same thing. It's always cool to be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go sacrifice some cats when I get home, you know, swing them around my head. You want to come over? And there are guy, people that I work with that will refuse to come to my house. They're like, I'm not going to your house. Really? They're f- afraid to come to my house, which I'm, I find hilarious. I think that's fucking awesome. Uh, like, I hope that think? everybody is so scared to like come to my home. Like, leave me the fuck alone. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, it's working. The words are working. <laughs> the They're words like, are working. Do you consider yourself to be pagan now? Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, my religion and my, and my practice are two different things. Um, I'm definitely a pagan. Um, my faith is pagan and, and people, you know, people ask me, do you have to be pagan to be a witch? And no, you don't absolutely fucking not. Um, but paganism just happens to be my faith. So it's, and it's easy to tie them together, but, um, it doesn't necessarily have to go hand in hand for sure. Yeah, no, it totally doesn't. I was just curious because you had, um, mentioned paganism earlier. And like, for me, wouldn't necessarily say that like I'm pagan, but I have so many like pagan values, if that makes sense. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, my husband wouldn't consider himself pagan, but he has the same pagan values. Um, and, and that's okay too. That's totally fine. Faith and, and, and the practice are two different things. And for me, it's worked well because the deities that I, I, I work with in my, in my, in my witchcraft are the deities that I use in my faith as well. So it's a good merger. Are you comfortable the sharing the deities you work with? Yeah, no, absolutely. So I work with the Bridget. Uh, she's my, my matron goddess. Um, and I do work with the Morgan quite a bit, um, for certain things. Uh, I do also have other deities that I work with, um, that are more of Caribbean traditional um, religions. 
but for the most part, the, 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 the deity that I work with the most is, is the Bridget. So I love that you say that because, um, so I have this dark goddess Oracle deck and I actually learned that, um, Bridget actually is the, Ooh, is she the, I don't want to say it wrong, but she is the, um, same similar energy as Maman Brigitte in mm-hmm. like voodoo. Yes, tradition. very much so. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. She's an incredible goddess. She covers, she spans a lot of different things. Um, she is wonderful, wonderful to have as a matron. Absolutely. Where is she in this book? Oh, you know what? She is one of the, she's not in the dark goddess deck. She's one of the only goddesses in this elemental deck that I have. And she mm-hmm. represents fire. Yep. The forge and fire. And she also represents water um, and healing as well. Um, yeah. yeah. She encompasses quite a bit, which that's why she, she, she was the first one that called to me and okay. still. And then she is. And this is from your Oracle deck. This is cool. Yeah, this is from an Oracle deck. So, um, oh yeah, Celtic Panthe- uh, mm-hmm. Celtic Pantheon. That's what I was looking for. Is so I was like, I'm trying to figure it out, but I find it interesting too that you went from Catholicism into the witchcraft because it says a goddess of the Celtic Pantheon. According to legend, Bridget was the daughter of a pagan Irish king and a Pictish slave who converted to Christianity. So I just thought. She, the opposite of she started off as pagan and then uh, went that route and in ireland they still celebrate her as saint bridget as a nun so and, and it's it's very closely tied to the 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 deity of bridget the, the pagan deity um it happens a lot there you know what i mean it's sort of the same in the caribbean where we hide our gods and our deities behind behind um catholic saints or 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 angels what have you so, and that's okay to do, but if you're doing anything else, then it's just unrealistic and you're praying to another God that you shouldn't be praying to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I really want to read you the Maman Bridget card. Like, I just feel like I'm yes. supposed to. Oh my I God, feel yes. like I am supposed to. So it's the card of redemption. Mm-hmm. Well, that's beautiful. I, it's gorgeous. And... I don't know why the message seems like it's going to fit for you. And I opened it right to her page. So, oh, well, see, you can't ignore spirit. <clears throat> All right. This one's a little long and then it has a little fact about her at the end. Go so you've added fuel to the fire and now you've landed yourself <laughs> in hot water, so to speak. Make haste for you're in the process of making a huge mistake. If you go ahead with this already, you're playing with fire, but we'll get your fingers well and truly burned. If you take this any further. Pause for a moment and take a good look at what it is that you're about to get into. Please dig deeper and investigate thoroughly before you make a wrong decision. Look back to see what you have caused and who has been hurt in the process. The voodoo goddess of fire warns that you would be wise to heed her message at this time. She urges you to make right any wrongdoings, making up for any misdemeanors, and don't be reliant on others to clean up your mess. No more excuses. Take responsibility for past actions with remorse and redemption is yours. Look before you leap 
a stranger saves the day, it is time for you to say sorry. You have some making up to do. Make amends to anyone that you have hurt. Work with the element of fire to eliminate negative thoughts and behaviors. Forgiveness is key and charity work beckons. The redeemer of Haitian origin, this goddess of justice is one of the most powerful in the voodoo belief system. She guards over cemeteries. A figure representing this goddess is the first female buried in every voodoo cemetery so that those laid to rest may be redeemed of their sins or the sins inflicted wow. upon them. Wow. Well, that's interesting. I mean, you know, kind of what we were talking about before about, you know, I've been burned in the past. I've been, I've been through a lot. So I try to always step forward with kindness because of the things that I've been through, mm -hmm. because I just, I, you know, I wanted to make sure that, um, I don't make the same mistakes. I'm not burned again that, uh, I don't, um, lead with hate or anger. Cause that's the fastest way to, you know, to make mistakes and get you into hot water when you do lead with anger. So I've learned not to let those emotions control me for sure. You know, I try. I love anyway. that. I love this moment <laughs> of like, we're going to have like a reflection real quick. My mom yeah. going to be like, look how far you've come. Yeah. I want to pull don't a human design up. card for you too, since I'm here. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So I think now it's going to get a reading. I'm over too. here like, Haha, I'm going to read you. You don't know it though. <laughs> no, do it. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. So this human design deck is meant to point out the gift and the shadow. So it's either a gift that you already have, or it's a gift that the things that you've been recently going through are strengthening you for this gift that's going to be coming. And this is going to be the shadow inside of it. So you got card 15 and the card is magnetism. Okay. Ooh. I like you having the gift of magnetism. I like that too. Mm. That could be bad too, though. <laughs> the sign is Gemini and Cancer. The gift is magnetism and the shadow is dullness. So the gift of magnetism. The energy of magnetism brings with it a, a rhythmic coalescence within the heartbeat of life, of the earth, and of every living and breathing organism. As such, even the most mundane and ordinary activities transform into opportunities for expansion and meditation. Life itself is a spiritual quest and the places where no one seems to look, like in a handshake, a smile, a walk, or your inner dialogue. You don't live just for the peaks and valleys, but for the space in between. You are multifaceted and spirited. Thanks to your capacity for unconditional love, others feel compelled to live out their truths, whatever that may be. I love that for you. I love dullness. that for me too. Oh, yeah, dullness. Your shadow of dullness. Where do you resist life? There is a fear within this shadow of falling victim to a repetitive dull existence. It is through this resistance that you might try to avoid the space in between with mechanisms of distraction rather than embracing the void. Move through the shadow by accepting all of life with full vigor, even the apparent dullness. This shift will allow all moments to blossom and bear fruit. Your themes are truth, spectrum, acceptance, and the void. Wow. That's, yeah, that's true. And I, I am kind of, I do try to avoid that, that in-between dullness. You know what I mean? I, I avoid it. I try to, but you can. It's all part of who you are. You, part of your path. I can't, can't ignore it, but I do tend to do that a little bit. 
<laughs> you know. Well, and you even said that when you were talking about like being entertaining on your page and making yeah. sure that like there's always something new and fresh, but also like I also see that shadow as being a strength because when you um recognize when you have those void moments or whatnot, it makes it so that you are a passionate person that has a lot of different projects and interests because you don't like to be bored and sitting and waiting for something to happen. You're like, fuck that shit. I got to do something to get the energy flowing. There's always something like I've always, I've noticed I've been that, I've always been that person. Like there's always the next thing, like, okay, I'm done with this. Let's move on to the next thing. All right. I'm done with that. Let's move on to the next thing. Not, not wanting to enjoy those in-between times to say like, you know what, it's okay to not have what the next thing is just live in the now and don't worry so much about what's coming up next. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think we all go through that, those, those points, but I know for once, for one thing that I had, that's one of my big struggles is just calming the fuck down and not having to do everything all the time. Like it's okay to not fill all the, the space in. Um, and I think when you quiet down, you do, you are open to a lot that you might not see when you're so busy doing all, all these other things. You have to quiet which, your mind a little bit. Which is, you know, why we talk about meditation, which is really just like reflective time for you yeah. to be able to process through different things and like feel your, you know, have the moments to like think about the things and feel them and then move on and keep being the baddest bitch. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I, I hate meditating. I can't do it. I am the worst at it. I will sit there and I, I've tried to do the guided meditations just to, to have like yeah. noise. And I just end up like, Oh my God, how long have I been here? Uh, I got to, you know, it just the, the thoughts creep up. It's so hard. <laughs> it really is. But I do my important. meditations at night. I swear if the guided meditations at night, when you're about to yeah. go to sleep, because you're already laying there. You don't, it's like the one time you're not going to be urged to like check your messages on your phone. Cause the world is right. asleep. Michael Seeley on YouTube is, is top tier and he has really? a little bit of an accent Ooh, I and, love that. and it is so nice. And he even does ones where he's like, um, let whatever thoughts come into your mind, come into your mind. Stop trying to quiet the things. Those are the things you need to process through. You'll hear my message subconsciously. Oh, I need to hear that because I usually fall asleep listening to like murder podcasts or like, <laughs> like lights out, like horror podcasts. I love lights out. So it's probably, I should probably listen to something a little bit more like, yeah, not so crazy. <laughs> not so murdery. I murder during the day. I am obsessed with true Are you crime. a murder girly? Oh, me too. I'm a murder girly. Yeah, for sure. I just when Lucky yeah. just got dragged for true crime, I was like, oh, I know. I was I'm like, like not me oh, over here on. with. With about to drop a true crime and mediumship podcast, I literally do true crime and witchcraft on Patreon. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. That that was crazy, especially like when I was uh, I was a strange kid, but um, I wanted to be an FBI agent when I was little, and I wanted to work in the behavioral sciences. And this was before like Silence of the Lambs and any of that shit. I read all of Mike um, John Douglas's books, and he's the first profiler for uh, the FBI. And he's he if you like. Uh, true crime you have got to read his books it's they're so good he worked he's worked on every single big case Um, he even profiled Jack the Ripper which was fascinating Um, yeah and I I eat that shit up so I couldn't believe when people were coming after her for that I'm like you guys need to just chill out a little bit 
not everything is a, is a, is what it needs. And it's not, and not everything is a crusade. Just calm down. Not to mention, you know I mean? but like, I think it's like, it's like in the 70 percentiles of women in America are interested in true crimes and like people in America in general yeah. and like find something else. And I think the reason that women are so fascinated with true crime is because this shit happens to us. Like, yes. We get murdered and raped and kidnapped and horrible things happen. And I think that's one of the reasons that we want to listen to this because it's like, okay, this is real for us. This is, this is a possibility. This could totally Not to mention to the us. symbol that like Eileen herself is for people, right? Is like right. somebody who the system failed and this is the only life that they could live and was continuing to be assaulted and hurt and mm -hmm. took her safety into her own hands and is considered crazy for saying nobody helped me. So I helped myself. And exactly. She's a product of, of her, of her environment and of our society. You yeah. know, she, she had to do what she had to do. And now you're, 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 you know, calling her, like you said, calling her crazy, calling her this, calling her a serial killer. She, she, had to do what she had to do to survive Absolutely. and that's 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 scary that's fucking scary um I, I i i think all that shit's fascinating it's also fascinating from a from just a psychological perspective and why people do what they do and you know the 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 nature versus nurture theory you know i just think that shit's fascinating i really really do so uh, i recently was learning about the cinderella theory which is the, um, it's regarding child abuse and it's the parents finding and zoning in on one of the kids to ostracize, not like abuse. And so then the other kids kind of get over nurtured and they can get mm -hmm. anything that they want because it's a point to make. And that's huge inside of the true crime world also is that um, it's very much why so many families are able to seem like they're normal or whatever because you have right. this, these other thriving kids so he's just a little bit odd and uh that one I love so something people don't know is I majored in psychology and business oh, and cool. my uh school got shut down um the the week before my graduation out of college for not being accredited so oh, no. I never got my degrees, but like, oh, I'm like I have all the knowledge. <laughs> you have the, yeah, you have the classes you took them. You just don't have the paper. Yeah. Uh, but um, that's, you know, what you were just talking about the uh, Cinderella theory, which I never heard it called that, but you know, you could look at that, like the John Bonet case, 100%. And she was given all the attention. She was the princess and then the, the son, not so much. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he was sort of pushed to the side and you know, everyone always saw that he acted strange and he was, you know, kind of a weird kid. So you can definitely see that theory play out in that case. Um, I never went to school for that. I'm, I, I'm, I could kick myself for not going to school for that. Uh, my, my husband, um, he's been uh, in law enforcement for years and he's worked homicide. And whenever he has, um, like, I'll pick his brain. Like, I want to know what it's like to question something. Like, what is that like when you're like, sitting in front of someone in the box like I want to know like, I'm like do you actually have a board and you put up the board like in the shows with all the pictures and he goes yes we do that and I'm like oh my god that's so amazing <laughs> like I think it's so fucking interesting you know and he's like yes, you're such yes, a geek <laughs> I love this I am super grateful that you came on and oh, thank you for having me 
You are so welcome. Is there anything that you would want to leave listeners with knowing about you? Um, I don't believe everything you hear. <laughs> I don't know um, how anybody can hear anything bad about you. Oh God. I, people say all kinds of horrible, horrible things about me. Um, I think part of the reason is because, you know, I'm, I'm so opened and I, I have in the past want, always wanted to be people's friends and I've always wanted to, um, you know, get along with everyone and, and you just can't, you can't, people aren't going to like you. And it's, it's, it's impossible to always try to please everyone. And I, I do try to do that. Um, but you know, we all, and we all make mistakes in life. We all fuck up in life. We all trip and, and, I'm a Scorpio. I, my shoot off at the mouth way too fucking much. You know what I mean? Like I've learned how to control that. So, um, but I guess if I want anybody, people to know anything about some, one thing about me to take away one thing is, um, I'm just, I'm just a, I'm just a cool bitch. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I just, yes. cool bitch. <laughs> she said, leave it. it with this. Um, so I always encourage listeners to go and follow whoever I have on the podcast to um support you on your journey and uh, my people come with like just supportive energy are you open if people end up having more questions for you or something after hearing your episode are you open to people reaching out to you oh absolutely oh hell yeah I'm all about it absolutely I okay, cool. yes 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 <laughs> <laughs> like I said um you're the first person that I've had on the podcast that mentioned being Puerto Rican and I assume that there's somebody who is listening to the episode is going to listen to the episode that yeah. will be like oh my gosh I need a person so right. thank you I can be that person yeah <laughs> can be your person. um okay well I'm gonna stop recording this cool